Blomberg. And I'm Lisa DeSimone. And this is Taxes for the Masses. Today's episode is on the use of tax policy for political retribution. In spring of 2022, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and Disney CEO Bob Chappick clashed over Disney's public opposition to Florida's Parental Rights in Education Bill, known by critics as the Don't Say Gay Bill. DeSantis called Disney, quote, a woke corporation and ultimately succeeded in dissolving a special tax district that Disney negotiated with the state over 50 years ago. Today's episode breaks down the feud and discusses the implications of using tax law to punish corporations for expressing their political views. Hello, Lisa. Hello, B. So I kind of cannot believe my good fortune today because we are getting to talk about taxes and Disney. Uh-huh. As a native Floridian and an enormous fan of Disney World, this is the best day ever! Okay, and I'm all for your enthusiasm, um, but I hope you realize that what we're talking about is using your favorite thing, tax policy, to potentially punish Disney, which is your happiest place on earth. True, but I am not going to let that get me down. So our goal today is to do three things. First, we'll explain what a special tax district is and why Disney had one in Florida. Yes, please. Second, we'll talk about the likely consequences of dissolving Disney's special tax district. I like it. And third, we'll explain why some think Florida's recently passed bill that abolished Disney's special tax district is um, punishment for Disney's perceived alignment with the political left. Alrighty, B, get us started. Today, listeners, we welcome you. And we invite you to relax and be our guest. I was afraid you were going to do this. As we take you to a whole new world. And you're doing it. To discuss for the first time in forever. Is this going to end anytime soon? There's no telling how far I'll go. Oh, dear. All right, I'm going to take over here, lest we stay in this loop of Disney's song lyrics for the next 20 minutes. In April of 2022, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis called on lawmakers to eliminate all special districts that were enacted in Florida prior to 1968. And the proposal flew through the Florida legislature with impressive speed. It was signed into law by the end of the month. There is so much to unpack here, it's hard to know where to start. Yeah. If you think you're ready to use your words... I'll try. Your words. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Maybe you can start by explaining what a special tax district is. Uh, Yes, I couldn't find a Disney song about special tax districts. Shocking. Um, But anyway, a special tax district is something that is established by a government, like a state or a county. Okay. To allow the district to provide self-funded services. So things like roads, transportation, water treatment to the residents of that district. It's self-funded because the district finances these services by assessing taxes on the value of property owned by the residents of the districts. So in other words, keep it really simple, the residents of the district pay a bunch of special taxes to fund the operation of the district where they live. So they're paying for it. Yeah. Okay. In 1967, Disney worked with the Florida legislature to create a special taxing district called the Reedy Creek Improvement District. Creating the district prevented Florida taxpayers from having to pay for the extensive costs of infrastructure and services that would be required to support the Magic Kingdom, which opened in 1971. 
It also helped resolve funding and allocation issues that could have arisen because the 40 square miles, good lord, 40 square miles. It's big. Of land that Disney owns spans two different counties, Osceola County and Orange County. And that is true. There were definitely benefits to the taxpayers, but let's be real. There were also some benefits to Disney. Sure. Specifically in terms of flexibility and independence. Two things that I appreciate. I do too. So although the Magic Kingdom was the first park to open in Disney World, Walt Disney had already created a vision for Epcot. He originally conceptualized it as an entire city with both commercial and residential areas. I would live there. Having that special Reedy Creek Improvement District gave Disney more autonomy within its own borders to regulate and develop Epcot along with any other future projects. And boy, were there future projects. Uh Uh-huh. Today, the district includes all of Disney World's theme parks, water parks, sports complex, and other things. It levies its own property taxes on properties in the district to maintain over 134 miles of roadway and 67 miles of waterway. Landowners within the district, which is essentially just Walt Disney World, foots the bill for all municipal services the district provides, including not just roads and waterways, but also waste management, recycling, fire protection, emergency medical services, and electricity. So this way, the corporation pays for all this infrastructure it needs, not the city, not the county, and not the state. And if all of that stuff sounds expensive, it is. Yep. The district's operating budget for 2022 was close to $170 million, which is just a little bit less than it costs for a family of four to go to Disney for a day. (laughs) Right. And most of that comes from the taxes and fees that the district levies within its own borders. Thus, the special district essentially allows Disney to tax itself to fund infrastructure and services on Disney property. Okay, so first things first. Yes. Let's make something very clear. Crystal clear. A special district does not convey a tax break or tax benefits to Disney. No, ma'am. The primary benefit of the special district is independence and autonomy. You get to pay for yourself. That's 100% right. However, State Representative Spencer Roach, just going to leave that one alone, yep. a Republican, incorrectly, if you can imagine it, I can't, incorrectly alleged that the special district allowed Disney to avoid $200 million in property taxes. Orange County tax collector Scott Randolph, someone who actually knows what's going on, confirmed that Roche's statement was false. Disney pays property taxes, just like every other landowner in Osceola and Orange counties. In fact, they paid 40 million of property taxes to Orange County in 2021. Representative Roche apparently lives by the rule of, quote, never let facts interfere with political theater. I don't love that rule. No. Now, the Florida legislature has agreed to dissolve the district, so the taxpayers of Osceola and Orange counties will have to foot that $170 million bill that Reedy Creek incurs every year to fund its services and infrastructure. What's more, Reedy Creek has about $1 billion in municipal debt that it issued to build some of its existing infrastructure. And state law stipulates that when a special district is dissolved, the local government takes responsibility for repaying the debt. But don't worry, because DeSantis told Fox News that Disney will have to repay the debt. Just like Mexico is going to pay for the border wall? I think that's what he had in mind. Yeah, uh uh-huh. Never mind what the law says, we're just going to do it the way we want. So in an attempt to punish Disney... Whoa, 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 with the P word. Okay. Okay. DeSantis specifically said this was not punishment. 
it's simply a necessary law change uh-huh. to prevent Disney from building a nuclear reactor. Uh-huh. Which technically it does have the right to do in a special district. Uh-huh. And clearly, a nuclear reactor was precisely the next attraction Disney planned to build because mm-hmm. what says good old-fashioned family fun for all ages better than a nuclear reactor. And I, if I were designing it, yeah. put it right next to Space Mountain. <laughs> Okay. So in an attempt to take away Disney's power to build a nuclear reactor, Mm -hmm. we have to ask ourselves who is being harmed. Yes. And it looks like it's going to be the residents of Osceola and Orange County. Right. That brings us to our second goal of the day. Discussing the likely consequences of Florida dissolving Disney's special tax district. Because despite DeSantis' statement that he did not expect the dissolution of the special district to increase residents' taxes... I guess either because he doesn't understand math or he has a fairy godmother who turns pumpkins into cash. I'm going to guess it's that he doesn't understand math considering he just banned all the math books from the state of Florida. Ah, yes, that could explain it. Okay, so because DeSantis doesn't understand math, he pushed for a bill that is likely to burden other Florida taxpayers. Because when you take away Disney's right to tax itself $100 million to cover its own infrastructure and service costs, those costs still have to be paid by someone. Exactly. And Orange County Mayor Jerry Demings said that having to pay those costs, having to take over Reedy Creek's police, fire, and 911 services would be, quote, catastrophic for the county's budget. By some estimates, Orange County would have to raise its property taxes by 20 to 25% to raise the same amount of revenue that Disney was able to raise through its special district. Good lord, and I thought property taxes in Austin were getting bad. Those poor unfortunate souls. In pain. In pain. In need. So we've talked about how a special tax district assesses and pays its own taxes to fund the infrastructure and services that it needs. And we've talked about the potential consequence of dissolving Disney's special tax district, which is that taxes are probably going to have to go up on everyone else to pay for those things. So let's go back to the motivation for this law change. DeSantis says it's not retribution. Nope. But rather that Disney doesn't deserve, quote, special privileges just because they're powerful. And again, I'm going to remind our listeners that those special privileges he's talking about include being able to fund your own needs instead of asking others to fund them. And if that's the definition of special privileges, someone can come take mine away (laughs) because I'd rather not pay for my own crap if we're being honest. Fair enough. Okay. So there's still people speculating that this is retribution, it is punishment, despite all the things that DeSantis is saying. So Lisa, can you tell us what this rule change could possibly be retribution for? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. So um, some people, maybe including you and me, possibly, speculate that it could be possibly retribution for Disney exercising its First Amendment right to speak out against another Florida law change endorsed by DeSantis the so-called don't say gay bill. Um, Yeah, I think that's a a fair speculation on our part. Uh Uh-huh. So this bill has gotten a lot of press recently and a lot of criticism recently. Yes. By people much more famous than you or I. Yes. Uh, So before Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at this year's Oscars. The slap heard around the world. One of the hosts, Wanda Sykes, joked, 
quote, we're going to have a great night, and for all you people in Florida, we're going to have a gay night. Gay, 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 gay. The Don't Say Gay Bill's real title is the Parental Rights and Education Act, and it prohibits teaching about gender identity and sexual orientation from kindergarten through third grade. Beyond that, it prohibits any instruction that is not, quote, age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students. And supporters of the bill say it gives parents greater control over their children's educations. And that seems like a good thing. It does. What I don't love about it is the bill is using an enforcement mechanism that we're seeing pop up in other places. It's similar to Texas's recent anti-abortion bill in that it relies on ordinary citizens, in this case parents. Yeah. It gives them the right to sue teachers who they believe have violated the law because if this country needs anything, mm -hmm. it's more lawsuits. Mm -hmm. Some critics characterize the bill as unconstitutionally vague and overly broad because it doesn't define what, quote, age appropriate or developmentally appropriate or even instruction actually mean. And others fear the bill could create an unsafe or unsupportive environment for any child who is or is from a non-heteronormative family, not to mention their teachers. So after the bill passed the House, Disney CEO Bob Chappick told Disney employees that the company did not intend to take a position on the bill. Okay. And that did not go over well with Disney employees. Okay. So Chappick subsequently reversed course and characterized the bill as, quote, a challenge to basic human rights and stated that Disney's goal was to have the law repealed or struck down in the courts. Disney also put their money where their mouth is, which is interesting given his flip-flopping to begin with. True. And announced $5 million of donations to LGBTQ groups. Which I think is great. Sure. DeSantis did not think it was great. Uh, I can imagine. And he, that's when he accused Disney of being, quote, woke. Mm -hmm. And insinuated that as a family-friendly company, Disney should recognize that parents don't want issues of transgenderism or anything other than heteronormative relationships being, quote, injected into their kids' kindergarten classrooms. And that's interesting because several sources have confirmed that talking about gender identification and sexual orientation is, is or is not, what would you think? a part of the grade school curriculum in Florida. Well, I think I can confirm that I don't really think there is a grade school curriculum <laughs> in Florida. So wouldn't surprise me if uh, talking about gender identification and sexual orientation was not part of that non-existent curriculum. Yeah, somehow in, in putting together curriculum to teach reading and, and arithmetic, um, these issues did not make the list. Um, again, there, we don't get taught reading or arithmetic in the state of Florida. Because you don't have any textbooks. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> or books at all. Anyway, it was just recess and lunch. <laughs> so all of this is sounding really similar to those bills removing critical race theory from curricula that, wait for it, don't actually include critical race theory. Exactly. It's a preemptive strike to keep these topics out of the curricula. Okay, so let's go all the way back to the top of the episode where we said the law dissolves all special tax districts created before 1968. And it just begs the question B, why 1968? Well, you might remember that Reedy Creek was established in 1967. Ah. So setting the cutoff date at 1968 targets Disney, but not just Disney. Okay. It targets six other special tax districts in Florida. Okay, that's interesting. And it makes me wonder how many special tax districts were created after 1968. Like, how many are there in total here? Great question. Okay. So according to FloridaJobs.org, as of May 4th, 2022, there were... 1,845 
total special districts in Florida. Holy shnikes. I, yes. So if my math is correct, and it may not be because I went to public school in Florida. <laughs> Where they have no math textbooks. That means that 1,839 special districts were established after 1968. Okay. And none of them are getting dissolved. Interesting. Um, this is certainly sounding targeted. Mm-hmm. And, you know... It just it makes me think that DeSantis could have tried to make things look a little less targeted and punitive if he had maybe proposed to dissolve all special tax districts or gone a few years after 1968. So why didn't he do that? Well, some people, including my husband, okay. hazard a guess that doing so would have hurt portions of the Republican base. Explain. So, for example, the villages. I'm not sure if you've heard of that. No. Okay. Villages is a largely conservative and enormous retirement community in Florida. And this is not Mar-a-Lago. No. This is further north. Okay. Um, And it has had a special district since 1992. Okay. Also, the Daytona Beach Racing and Recreational Facilities District, Mm. where the NASCAR 500 race is held each year, was also created after 1968. Okay. Yeah. I'm definitely seeing why some think Disney was singled out. And that the only real point of this new law was to punish Disney specifically. You know, and I wonder if Disney is starting to feel like Snow White, who was targeted for being the fairest of them all. Oh, good grief. Time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, Lisa, what uh, what good you got for us here today? Um, I'm sorry, and I know that a lot of times you have to do the heavy lifting, but mm-hmm. if you don't say something good, I'm going to have to start resort to talking about the good that is Disney theme park food, like funnel cakes at Epcot, Dole Whips and Adventure. Okay, okay, okay. All right, um, I'm going to give it a shot. It is good that we are all learning about what special tax districts are. Mm-hmm. I tried. I did my best. You did. And I appreciate it. So we're just going to go straight to the bad and the ugly. Bring it. And a time saver. We're going to call it bugly. (laughs) Okay. If this is really punishment for Disney expressing support for the LGBTQ community, it is sort of appalling how swiftly a government body can jump to action to target a political enemy. I think Representative Dan Daly summed it up nicely when he called the legislation a distraction from real issues. Okay. And in more colorful terms, a pissing match with Disney. That is colorful indeed. Joni Madison of the Human Rights Campaign commented that DeSantis is, quote, wielding the power of the state to punish businesses simply for not falling in line with his tactics. But the funny thing is, it's not clear at all how this law change will actually Mm -hmm. punish Disney Mm -hmm. or even harm them in any way. If anything, it seems like dissolving the Reedy Creek Special District could very well hurt Floridans. That doesn't sound right. No. Floridians. Yes. Residents of the state of Florida. It's just like Canada. You gotta shove the A in there to make it Canadian. I never understood that. Floridian. We're very international. I think this is your public school system. (laughs) We never learned how to spell. No math, no reading, no spelling. All right. One could easily argue that this is nothing more than an attack on a company that many Republican-based voters perceive to be pushing an agenda antithetical to their values. It's pretty good timing for DeSantis, who has his eyes on the presidential race in 2024. And the amazing thing is that it's seemingly so effective 
effective at whipping a political base into a frenzy. Because DeSantis and other Republicans can claim that the law change is necessary, you know, to strip Disney of mm -hmm. all these so-called special privileges and tax breaks, even though that's largely untrue. And even though the law change leaves over 1,800 other special districts unscathed. And to be fair, this is not the first time that politicians and corporations have gone toe-to-toe -to -toe over political issues. Shocking. As our colleagues at NC State, Christina Llewellyn and Nathan Goldman, explained in their recent article on the current fracas. That's a great word. I did learn something. I probably <laughs> learned that in college. <laughs> and where did you go to college? Before Katie? I went back to the University of Florida. So okay. when, when I was in California, probably that's a California word. But anyway, companies like Apple, Salesforce, Eli Lilly, and Delta have actually faced similar issues. In 2021, the Republican-controlled House in Georgia voted to revoke a tax break on jet fuel for Delta Airlines, presumably to punish the company after its CEO, Ed Bastian, publicly criticized the state's controversial voting laws. And around that very same time, the chairman of the Dallas Republican Party tweeted that, quote, maybe Microsoft, American, and Dell would prefer not to have tax incentives from the state of Texas. It's mature. Super mature. And Mitch McConnell threatened that corporations will face serious consequences if they become a vehicle for far-left mobs to hijack our country from outside the constitutional order. You need to work on the accent there. You need to imagine that you're a turkey from the South. Irish consequences. Excellent. Because of the waddle. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, um, Pot, let me introduce you to Kettle. Because mm -hmm. it sounds to me like using the law to punish your political enemies is outside the constitutional order. I'll work on it. Uh, Mitch McConnell, if you'd like to be a guest on our podcast, <laughs> please have your aides contact us. Um, so yes, and on top of that, if you push businesses too far, they will leave. Yes. Orange County tax collector Scott Randolph, who I'm just loving, mm. asked why? Why would a business want to invest in Florida when the entire set of rules can change in 72 hours? And I love that only you could love a tax collector. <laughs> <laughs> he has heard that exactly zero times in his life, that he is the favorite person in a saga. Yeah, so why would a business want to invest, given this uh, uh, crazy dynamic? And um, I, got, I got an idea why. Well, do tell. It might have something to do with the fact that um, Florida is granting Disney, wait for it, $578 million in tax credits in exchange for relocating 2,000 employees from California to Lake Nona, about 20 miles outside of Orlando. Disney plans to invest $864 million in the relocation. Yeah, I'd probably stay for $578 million. Yeah. And why, you may ask, listeners, isn't DeSantis trying to strip these actual tax benefits. Yes, yes. He says it's because these benefits aren't a special carve out for Disney. And that's when my head exploded because neither are special tax <laughs> districts. Because there's only 1,800 and whatever. Oh my so. gosh. So DeSantis can look tough on woke corporations by taking away its ability to build nuclear reactors mm -hmm. while passing a huge tax burden onto other state residents and allowing said corporation to rake in almost $600 million of targeted tax breaks granted solely to that company. This is fun. Well, as Flynn Ryder would say, a fake reputation is all a man has. Well, that's all we have time for today. I'm Lisa DeSimone. 
And I'm Bridget Stomberg. Be sure to join us for more tax nerdery on future episodes of Taxes for the Masses.